Welcome back to Tread on the Heights podcast. I'm your host, Cass. That felt so real. It's it's like this is a real podcast with, with headphones and microphones and all that stuff. But I'm just kidding. Anyway, thank you for continuously, like I always say, listening to, to the episodes of Tread on the Heights. I am alone and free at home today, so I am recording at a more spacious area of, of the house. So if, if you don't hear chickens, maybe this time you'd be hearing dogs or my neighbors. The, the setting here, I mean, when you hear noises, when you hear background noises, it's like that of the noises from a farm. But this isn't a farm. I, I mean, I, I live in the city. Anyway, so much for that. I can't believe it's almost the end of the weekend. I feel like it is Saturday today. A couple of weeks ago, a few friends and I thought that Friday was already Saturday because of the weight of, of the events on that week. But today feels different. I don't think I have done that much this week. Yet I feel like it is Saturday. It's strange that I don't have that much to talk about. But I don't really talk that much every week. Of course, with a few friends I do, and with my sister when we're when we're when it's just the two of us at home. But I'm I'm talking about. See, you see that noise? I'm sorry about that. I'm talking about um, the things that I would dis- share here in in this podcast, and it's new to me. It's new that I could not think of well, what to talk about. Maybe it's because I was working at home this week and didn't really work that much. I, I'm moving to another team. So we were doing trainings and, and all that and immersion, if I could share. There were tough moments this week, yes, but they weren't as tough as I remember them, that I remember them so well right this moment. And it's like, things are, are less chaotic, at least in the mind. It was at the beginning of the week, it was so chaotic. Uh, but now it's not that, not, now not that much, and I'm not used to it. But I should be grateful for it, right? Since that is the case, uh, I, I thought of finally responding to a colleague's request to talk about handling pressure in this podcast. I was hesitant at first because it would be better for some expert or guru or someone who talks about pressure a lot or some someone influential to talk about this. And that's why it took me a while. But I thought anyone could talk about pressure because it is, it is real for everyone. Pressure is, is real for little children, students even, young adults, working professionals, parents, leaders, and etc. How is that pronounced? The word, the, the, the abbreviation ETC, I'm not sure if it's etc. Or just disregard what I said. I've heard uh, that the noise is becoming so real. And I might regret regret this by the time the episode's released. Anyway, I'm enjoying where I am right now, so I'm, I'm really sorry for that. I've heard wondrous stories of, of beautiful people overcoming pressure in their lives, and they still are de- dealing with, with pressure today. 
so blessed by their stories and I wish I could you know have them here but it's okay I look for other words similar to the word pressure and I have here from Collins thesaurus force compression constraint stress sounds familiar right stress burden demands hassle load strain and urgency and I'd be quickly sharing events in my life where these words applied if that's okay my father was diagnosed with with end-stage renal disease or ESRD and would go for dialysis twice every week. ESRD is almost the same as CKD or chronic kidney disease. So it's where, from the word itself, um, the kidneys are at their end stage and would no longer function except if <clears throat> um, a transplant would take place or the patient would do a dialysis. And dialysis, for some who aren't familiar with it, it's where um, the blood is being taken out of the body uh, and is purified by the dialysis machine, and it will be sent back to the to the patient's body because so the the purpose of it is to help cleanse the the blood because the kidneys could couldn't do its job anymore. That's why there's dialysis. And my father being on dialysis every week for, for two times, twice every week, um, that was when all the tension subsided. That, that wasn't even the tension yet. About a year or two after, before that, he had a stroke in the middle of his very first dialysis, which brought us all in shock. Like, uh, we, we thought that it was his last moment. We were practically living in the emergency room for weeks because he was being observed and he was being observed there for almost a week I think because the doctors couldn't figure out what was going on with him. And then we would go home. Uh, eventually he he regained consciousness but he was I mean the, the effects of of stroke on him was, was really there. And we would stay there for weeks. We would go home and then come back because he would have, he would vomit blood, he would have excessive bleeding, and difficulty breathing. All with zero money. And my job at the time was to go to relatives and government agencies to to seek assistance. So he, I would run to his older brothers and sisters because he, he's the youngest in their family and the poorest actually <laughs> uh, I, I would also go to government agencies to seek help for medication and procedures for him to survive and I remember roaming around the lobby of the hospital because of so much pressure I, I, I was looking at the bill and I couldn't figure out how to pay this one of his many huge bills I was 18 and I was still not over my dropping out of college. This was also the time I got my first job in in the call center. Um, I, I'm so thankful to, to the hiring manager for giving me a chance to, you know, for, for 
give me the job because I was I couldn't I could um, not forget how pressured I was to pass that interview because I badly wanted the job this was it was the only way I could help the family so he said you could relax and then breathe again and then start start over so I'm really thankful to him um, I owe him my, my very first job and eventually during my first months in in this job i asked my parents permission to move out so i could it was because the my workplace was so far from from our residence that i requested but i also wanted to take the time to to think straight and have you know time alone um, so I could have space and I could think well and support them well. And fortunately, they, they granted my request. I thought things would somehow get better since living alone because I had more time to think, but it was the exact opposite. And I believe the reason was that during this time, it was during this time that I was so resentful to God for... I was questioning God for what happened to, to my family. I have given up on my faith and have given up on my relationship with, with Jesus. And since then, since that decision, I there was not a single day that I slept well. I fought with my mother a lot. There was, there was really no blessing um, in whatever I did. I was earning money, but it was never enough. I was underperforming at work. I didn't love my job, but I had to keep going because my family depended so much on me. I was close to getting terminated because I was always at the bottom of, of performance readouts. And despite my resolve to, to persevere and endure, it was still not enough to help my father live longer. So at age 50, he died of complications, and I couldn't do so much for him until his last moment. So it's like the, the pressure was, the, all the pressure that I went through was, was useless because he didn't make it in the end. And I'm sorry if, if that was too dramatic. We, let, let's just shake that up a bit. That was all in the past, and I thank the Lord. I thank the Lord for His healing. The weight of the pressure from these responsibilities are present to this day for me. Um, of course, we, we are we are minus the minus us nursing our father and going back and forth the hospital because he he already passed away. But now that I am in my mid twenties, there are additional pressures to be. In a relationship and get married the common pressures you know for 20 somethings pressure to secure investments for the future get promoted at work start paying a house for a car and these to me aren't really big pressures they were um, in my early 20s i mean i would sweat a lot about these things but not not now not anymore they, I still get pressured over these things, but they are I consider them minimal pressures now. And I know, I know it's it's hard for many. As for me, well right now I face daily pressures to do well in the way I serve God. 
And please don't feel pressured about this. This this could sound really really big. Um, this is just me. You could take a few moments as you listen to this and think about what's causing this much pressure on you. It could be providing for your family, or saving up for education, or juggling from work and school, or finishing post-grad, whatever it is. Now, if I could go back to what I said about where I feel most pressured, I want to, it's because I want to be able to serve well in in God's kingdom through the work that he's entrusted me to do, especially for people he's placed under my care and I wanted to do well that I couldn't afford to to make mistakes. Like I would have questions. Um, what if it's not enough? What if I'm not really called to do this? I'm not capable of doing this. I'm sure there are people there who can do better than I do, but I'm here. Why am I here? So from the smallest tasks to bigger ones, I would think about these things every time. And they are real. I would get anxious and stressed out. My, my stomach would churn and I would find it hard to sleep. But I am slowly learning how these pressures were designed to, to reveal our weaknesses. One of the most practical or basic truths that I learned is that there's so there's only um, so much we can do as humans, so much I can do as an individual, and it wouldn't help to keep doing things on my own. I personally feel pressure when I feel less confident or feel like I'm not capable of doing something and doubt that I could do it. I feel extremely pressured with responsibilities at home and when people depend on me. And these are moments when I, not all the time, but I thank God for, you know, for drawing me to Him when I fail to draw near to Him. These are, mo- these are moments where I get to draw closer to God and depend on Him more. And it's amazing how I'm amazed how He has created pressures to reveal our weaknesses. And He has allowed weaknesses to display His strength. I was happy when, when Avril Lavigne, after being on hiatus for years, we, we all know Avril Lavigne. But Avril Lavigne is not my fav- is not my favorite artist. I was just happy to, to see her after a long time uh, because I really enjoyed her songs, although I couldn't say that she's a favorite of mine. But yeah, um, there she released this single about three years ago, three to four years ago called Head Above Water. Um, there she shared, she shared through that song how she battled with Lyme disease and fought for her life. The song was was her way, if we look at the lyrics, it was her way of expressing her prayer for God. You see that noise? (laughs) I'm sorry about that. If you could hear that, just just disregard. So it was her expressing um, her way of 
expressing her prayers for God to keep her head above water and not let her drown. I think we are all, I mean, I think you're familiar with this song too. There is something about life's pressures that make us feel as if we are drowning. I feel so pressured right now. I feel like drowning. And someone um, from the Old Testament also felt the same way. I do not know what, what David's exact situation was, but in Psalm 69, he wrote, Save me, O God. This was in verses 1 and 2 basically the beginning of the chapter he said save me O god for the waters have come up to my neck i sink in the miry depths where there is no foothold i have come into the deep waters the floods engulf me that was too heavy i was pondering on these words while while thinking about avril's song and yeah and and this and these verses and I thought with the waters brought by pressure it is already enough if we manage to keep our heads above the water and basically just survive but what's amazing is that Jesus is powerful and strong and still enough to walk above the waters and I suddenly remembered this chapter from from the book of Matthew from the gospel of Matthew where he went up on a mountainside to pray it said in Matthew 14 um, verse 25 and onwards shortly before dawn Jesus went out to them walking on the lake when the disciples saw him walking on the lake they were terrified it's a ghost they said and cried out in fear but Jesus immediately immediately said to them take courage it is I don't be afraid in verse 28, it said, Lord, if it's you, Peter replied, Tell me to come to you on the water. Verse 29, Come, he said. Then Peter got, got down out of the boat, boat, walked on the water, and came toward Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid and beginning to sink, cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately, Jesus reached out his hand and caught him we don't see such miracles the the rain is starting to we don't see such miracles happen in our time today but i believe that if jesus can do this much then i trust that he could also enable me and you to you know rise above pressures and walk on them with him i wish i and i wish i had learned this when when my father was still alive, I think things would have turned out differently if I had not turned away or but again, that's in the past. And I'm great but I'm grateful and I'm grateful for the hope that this story brings today. Just like Peter, he managed to walk on water when he asked Jesus to tell him to come to him. He failed in He failed, yeah. He doubted in the middle and began to sink. But but he called on Jesus. And the sweetest part here was that Jesus never hesitated to reach out his hand and catch him and rescue him. And rebuking him with love, he said, You of little faith, why did you doubt? 
I feel so much relief as I read these passages from the book of Ma- uh, from the Gospel of Matthew, and it's beautiful how he corrects us with with love and assures us that we can completely trust him. We can we can trust him to not only keep our heads above the waters, cold pressure, but to also walk upon it. And we can rest in his strength. We can rely on him who walks on the waters and sleeps in the storms.